Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years. Here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To five three three four two New York, call the twenty four seven Hope Line at one eight seven seven eight Hope and Y or text Hope and Y four six seven three six nine. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Woke Bros. I'm your co-host, Big Waz, a.k.a. The Haitian Irritation. On the line, of course, as always, is my compadre, comrade, my brother, Mike, Michael Brooks. I was about to say Mike Brooks and almost messed that up. Mike Brooks. <laughs> um, if you're listening to this right now, obviously, you know this is the new Black Opinions Matter most feed Woke Bros will be a constant staple on this feed, as well as the normal Black Opinion Matters Monday show. So, I'm, you know, we're going to keep that fresh, keep it going. Hopefully you guys love it. Uh, just to talk a little bit about what we do here on Woke Bros, I think me and Mike are just going to basically give you, you know, some political info, but in the hue, in the shade of people who care about who are of the culture, so to speak. And I know that word gets killed and overused, Mike, but <laughs> it's not as bad as influencer, but it's bad, man. Culture yeah. got killed. Culture got destroyed, but the culture still carries on. Uh, but yeah, man, I think, you know, we, we like to keep it fun. We like to keep it light. We're not going to get up here and start lecturing people about what they need to be doing, but we're going to get up here and start lecturing people. <laughs> I can't promise Why? Nah, no, I promise it. I know. I get into a diggable planets mode, Waz. You know. <laughs> and yeah, that's what you could basically expect from the show. Fun, lighthearted, some jokes, but we're going to touch on to the pertinent topics. Anybody who has not yet gotten themselves, gotten their hands on a piece of merch, sorry, you need to go to cottonbureau.com and you need to search Count the Dings. We got four new shirts up there, grays and blacks and whites. These are some pretty dope shirts. 
Cotton Bureau does a fantastic job with their materials, man. These ain't no cheap shirts that you cop in Chinatown. That's not a dig at Chinatown. I'm just saying the shirts you get over there, they affordable. But look, the quality, maybe one wash, Mikey. You know what I mean? And you you looking like Bushwick Bill out here. You know what I'm saying? So, so if you haven't been able to get yourself on a piece of merch yet, uh, we we greatly appreciate the support. And, it's to, and what, what I like about merch, honestly, is I think if we're doing our jobs as far as design and quality, not only will people like the shirts, but I know our fans always want to support us. And they're basically marketing our show every single time they wear that shirt. So it's not just the monetary support. Thanks, Ted. I know you're excited, too. It's not just the monetary support of, oh, I paid 30 bucks for this shirt. It's like every time you wear that shirt, everybody who sees you in that shirt is like, oh, my Lord, what's Count the Ding? So, you know, we appreciate everybody who gets themselves a piece of Count the Dings merch. Go to CottonBureau.com, search Count the Dings and find that. And last order of business, I just want Mike to promote the Michael Brooks show. <laughs> Yo, Waz was on the last episode of the Michael Brooks show. We went deep on Vader O'Rourke, on Kanye, on Pusha T, but uh, also Professor Harvey K was on. But it's a my the show is like I don't know. It's like Al Jazeera and communism meets Joe Budden and Howard Stern with a classy twist. Anyways, you should check it out. And I also want to say we're doing our first TMBS live show February 1st at the Bell House in Brooklyn, same spot that we were at for the Count the Ding show. Uh, right now on Friday, we're going to open sales up to the public. We've already sold a bunch of tickets to patrons. And I know uh, a couple of crew members will be there, possibly Waz. We want to entice Waz, but everybody from Count the Ding's universe should come on by. It's gonna be that's gonna be a very fun show, man. Much Arnold. Obama impressions and a lot of energy, Jade. Motherfucker. <laughs> well, first order of business, and we already touched on it because uh, Mike mentioned that I was on the show yesterday. We talked about Kanye having to turn his back on his great friend, his admirer, uh, <laughs> Candace, Candace Owens. Because his name, image, likeness was used to promote the Blexit from the Democratic Party. <laughs> right. And, and for you, those of you who don't know, you guys are woke bros. You guys are woke bro listeners. And But so, um, you know, I'm thinking somebody who listens to this show should already know about the Kanye situation. But yeah, man, the guy, he came out, he issued a public statement on his Twitter and said that. He has been misled. <laughs> Hold on, he's been led astray. He's been hoodwinked. Yeah. He's been bamboozled by Candace so Owens. I was, I was run amok. <laughs> I'm trying to do Kanye, man. I'm trying to do that impression. I was run amok because I was trying to reinvent how people wash their faces. Like, I want to talk to Versace. All right, I'll stop. <laughs> Anyway, he got a lot of backlash over this Blexit stuff. And because it's right in line with the dumb shit he was doing with Donald Trump in the Oval Office, uh, right in line with autographed MAGA hats and all of that, it's right in line with calling slavery a choice. All of these things are literally of a piece. And he's, look, it's cliche to say, but this is the straw that broke the camel's back. 
And I mentioned this on Michael's show yesterday, and a lot of people have a sneaky suspicion that Kanye only becomes, you know, contrite and, and humble, and he wants to apologize when his sneakers aren't moving. And he dropped some sneakers the other day, and people are saying they're, they're, they're actually sitting on shelves. And if you know anything about Yeezys, those things don't sit on shelves. Those things aren't available on the app for days and weeks on end. Those things are gone in minutes, if not seconds. And so, you know, some people, the cynics, people who are cynical like me, I'm inclined to believe that Kanye is out here like, all right, this is actually, actually, actually going to hurt my bottom line. And I need to stop this. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. yeah sorry, Michael. No, no, no. I think you're 100% right. And I think that the cold reality of the market hit him in that regard. Uh, but I think, you know, what I want to say, because just, just to add something new, because we've been all talking about how trash Kanye is for a while, and he is trash. And I have to say, especially for me, everybody's catching up. I've never really cared for Kanye. What's the thing? I know I say it all the time, but honestly, great producer, mediocre rapper, public nuisance. That sums it up. Um, at the same time, there were a couple of moments with Kanye, and I'm, maybe now because I could see, like, he's obviously freaking out and trying to backpedal. And I don't care about rehabilitating Kanye. He said some, you know, slavery's a choice, the 14th Amendment. And even just the way he was with Trump uh, was just, you know, it's just disgusting. But I also think what's too bad is like occasionally I actually think you had some glimpses, not politics wise at all. But sometimes, you know, the guy basically is capable of saying something interesting, again, having nothing to do with politics. Right. Because really all he's just talking about is style. Right. That's yep. his thing. Remember, he said that thing very revealing to Charlemagne where he was like, well, what about Trump attitude, but Bernie policy? Right. And right. this reinforces that he's an asshole for not taking any of this seriously. And it's no <laughs> and I get that he's an entertainer, but that's not an excuse because there's plenty of people like Pusha T, actually, as a matter of fact, has been right. very smart and engaged about politics as but right. one of the examples. And he doesn't even, you know, and he's like a, a luxury drug market rapper who right. happens to be really smart about politics. We're not even talking about conscious rappers, whatever. But I guess, like, there were a few moments where I think Kanye was hinting at, like, I, I don't really know. Like I, I noticed, I noticed he was watching this Adam Curtis documentary called Century of the Self, which everybody should watch about the history of advertising and how it distorts public perception. And so there was this other part where it's like he's fucking up because he's narcissistic, he's rich, he's an asshole, and he's drawn to another toxic narcissist. But it's also like you always say, it's basically a dude who's in college and take looking at ideas for the first time. And it's just, instead of like saying embarrassing shit in his dorm room, it's being brought <laughs> to the world, you know, you know, it was a really cool chick, man. Martha Washington. <laughs> <laughs> George used to come home from the white house and she would pack him these fat bowls, man. Yeah. She was one hip, hip chick, man. Yeah. It's just, you know, that, that just, that just is what it is. When it comes to Kanye again, I, I've I've been fatigued for weeks. Um, 
you know, this Candace Owens thing. And because because she was one of the people who he referenced <laughs> during one of the first rants, I've, I, she wasn't in my consciousness, honestly, before Kanye referenced her. Like, you call yourself a black Republican. I almost like the idea that you would even because I know that there are a lot more black Republicans than we know. Right. But they're smart enough that they know that this is not the the views that are espoused by the base of that party are not views that they can publicly own. So they go out, they vote Republican because they make a lot of money or they own a very, very successful business or whatever. And they're like, fuck it. I'll just be cynical about what I do and pull the ladder up from under me after I'm done, which is whatever. That's cool. Whatever. So whenever I see a black Republican come into the, sp- the public space, I automatically know I can't take you seriously. Right. Because the idea that you can defend a lot of these these positions is just you can't you can't defend. you have to go. You have to basically call yourself an asshole publicly as a yeah, black you know, person to defend you know, Republicans. You know, my thing is, was and I don't know, maybe this will be uh, maybe now we'll add, I love how like I'm I'm ancillary count the dings like I'm an count the dings affiliate. But maybe I'll be second to you in terms of losing patrons now. Here's what I <laughs> people do that like, oh, black people, why can't black people be Republicans? Here's my answer. Nobody can be Republicans. Right. Nobody. You Not with can, the conscience. The most dangerous organization on planet Earth right now is the Republican Party. And I say that as a fucking socialist who has no illusions about many Democrats and has a deeper critique of capitalism and all the rest of it. But this party right now, as it is constituted, a fucking two-headed monster of oligarchy and white supremacy, nobody can be a Republican. Dude, the energy, their their strongest positions, when it comes to somebody like Paul Ryan, which is basically deregulation, cut all the taxes, like basically make the lives of the richest people on the planet easier. That's like that's their that's their policy position. That's like that's it. If it makes their lives easier, then that's what the Republican position will be. You can't actually sell that to a fucking farmer. You know what I'm saying? Like right. you can't sell that. So they gotta come up with other goodies. And so the idea is just like you know, if you're somebody with a conscience, right, who isn't uber freaking rich, you can't actually like this shit. You know, yeah, it's 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 to rob you, (laughs) take your shit and give it to people whose wealth should not be legal. Right. And so that's it. That's the policy proposal. And I'm not there's a whole bunch of other conversations we could get about the strategy and what needs to happen in terms of, you know, single payer health care and U.S. empire and all of that. One hundred percent. Not just good enough to trash Republicans. But on that level, and I guess that, you know what, that's what I was clumsily trying to get to earlier. And unfortunately, I wasn't articulating. Well, what, what, if I was to give Kanye 5%, I'm watching Adam Curtis. I'm trying to also, you know, I'm trying to not just be like a generic Democratic celebrity. Okay. But 95% of it was embracing white supremacy and stupidity. I wish the 5%, the direction he did go into was, well, let's ask some of these more fundamental questions. You know what I mean? Because 
and I'm not, I don't like Kanye, but he is the same guy who intuitively said what he said about George Bush and Katrina. And so I guess what my thing would be is I just hope that the conclusion from Kanye is like, don't fucking devolve and be just a total embarrassment like Kanye. But also, you know, it's not good enough to also just stand for Hillary Clinton. There might be a lot more that we could all do, you know, particularly people who have a platform, obviously. So that's my only real thought with Kanye. But it is funny watching him scramble. And you also knew when you just get these people like Donald Trump and Candace Owens yeah. and Charles like these are the worst people. They're fucking the, terrible. The biggest and grifters on the planet. They're dude. grifting, they're scum. And when <laughs> they have pulling outs with each other, like... It's crabs in a barrel. It's going to be funny to watch. Moving on to Paul Ryan and Donald Trump's latest beef. Donald Trump came out a couple of days ago and said, you know what I'd really like to do? I'd like to end U.S. citizen, birthright U.S. citizenship via executive order because it's bullshit that illegals could come here and have kids and those people be become American. Totally unfair. To which Paul Ryan was totally. like, dude, you can't end birthright citizenship via executive order constitutionally. Like, that's just not how that works. And Trump told him to shut up and worry about not losing the house. <laughs> That's right. Shut the fuck uh... up. <laughs> That's the only thing I like about Trump, man. Trump is so good. Go back to your little corner. Fucking Republicans. It's great. Go back to your little corner. Don't make me start in on you, boy. You don't know <laughs> nothing about this. <laughs> You know what I mean? Ah. <laughs> he, he, he sent them back to his little corner. But yeah, that's uh, the reason why I wanted to talk about this is again, it's this is this is an issue that is so illustrative of everything going on right now, right? I don't actually think this is something that Trump wants to do, but. Or he's going to ex- expend a, a, like a lot of energy and capital towards getting done, like say the tax cut or whatever. Like I don't think this is one of those issues, but it's perfect because it's like build the wall, but like more scientific. <laughs> it's like right. no, no, no. Not only are we going to build that wall, even if those n- crazy Mexicans managed to get past it and they try to reproduce on our soil on your granddaddy's soil they still won't be citizens because they're mexicans or they're from honduras or they're from el salvador it's just like wow like the levels to which they're willing to take the racism of you know it's expressing the idea of we already know what it is like White Republicans basically think the only real Americans are white Republicans and like extrapolating that out even further. And then it takes a Paul Ryan to be like, ah, man, dude, really? (laughs) Like, really, son? (laughs) 
It's crazy. But of course, you know that I'm never going to give Paul Ryan credit. Right. Sure. The bottom line to me is like, look, how does all this shit work, right? Like, Donald Trump was a genius because he just came along and he actually, he flipped it because it's, it's amazing. There's some actual fucking Republicans, a Republican elite out there who really thought, like, you look at, like, like these shell-shocked idiots that are always on MSNBC and still have terrible politics, but they really actually thought, they were like, oh, I thought for all these years that the middle of the country really just wanted to give rich people money and liked watching Ronald Reagan on bad TV screens or whatever the fuck. But I didn't actually think that they, you know, hated Mexicans or whatever. Donald Trump came along and he actually was like, and he lied about the economics completely, but it was perfect. He was like, yo, of course, tax cuts for rich people don't help you. And of course, I'm not going to cut Medicare or Social Security. That's ridiculous. And at the same time, I'm going to build a fucking wall. And what's up with these Muslims? And that was the perfect <laughs> message. And all Republicans, like, look, some of them, like Lindsey Graham, that dude is perfect because he's just like this craven, disgusting little animal. And a year ago, he, or two years ago, he's like, I'll never vote for Trump. He's not a real conservative. And now, He's out first with a tweet saying, thank you. Like, thank you, Mr. President. We need to get rid of citizenship. And then, you know, Paul Ryan sits back in the cut and is like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't look at Twitter. Like, I don't really know what the fuck's going on with the president of the United States. Like, you know, whatever he's doing, I don't really pay attention to that because I'm calmly and methodically attempting to radically increase American poverty, inequality, human suffering, and not only increase it, lock it in along with right-wing courts so that America essentially has a rolled back democracy in favor of unmitigated corporate power that his funders ask for. And that's literally the truth. So I just like all of these fucking people just don't impress me. Like, and, and the fact that even even sometimes today, like liberals and different people are looking for, you know, them to go, oh, well, when are the decent Republicans going to step up? They're mm-hmm. not. This is what they're about. And if they have to, you know, have a fucking orange faced, you know, fucking buffoon, pussy grab, whatever, they don't care. Like, and they're, cause they're in the end zone. They're playing a fucking real game. Like, that's on the other hand why I respect them on some level. But, I don't know, man. I, and then on the other hand, like, look, I always thought they were going to start talking about birthright citizenship. It took because, a long time. Yeah. If you really think about it, <laughs> yeah. he, he could have campaigned on that. <laughs> I thought talk. it was going to be 2020. No lie. I thought 2020. I was like, they're going to roll that out. 2020. Amazing. Amazing. I mean, but again, man, this is this is kind of where we're at. This is this is kind of where we're at. Uh Yesterday, I listened to Chris Hayes' podcast. He had this dude on. I forget the dude's name, but he basically he basically dug into the data. <laughs> and he was like, honestly, people think 2016 was the turning point. He's like, actually, it was 2010 where the white folks had their, I mean, 2008, where white folks had their aha moment of like, wait a minute, hold on, wait a second. No, 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 no. This has gone too damn far. They letting a black guy do it? 
no, 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 And yeah, man, and so here we are, where a dude can literally come out in favor of ending birthright citizenship. It took eight I, years, but goddamn, dude. I mean, look, I'm, and it's ten funny. years. Sorry, no ten. Yeah, I'm all about six years. I'm all about complicating the electorate, and I have no like. I do think there are you know a lot of people just don't vote. I do think also voters are contradictory because as, even though I think it was obviously a mandate for white supremacy, I, I think Obama would have won if he could have run for a third term. Yeah, so sure. these are kind of contradictory, but I just, so, and I do think like you can't, I think it's like what, what somehow what like left-wing people have to pull off. And I'm always trying to figure this out is like on one hand, really getting serious and real in a way that most white people are at the very least uncomfortable with just in a historical sense of like, literally, this is a profoundly racist country, not as like some type of homily you have to say to prove you're a good person. But like literally a lot of the cultural politics of this country are driven on that. Like that's what makes the shit tick. And if you look at a book like Carol Anderson's White Rage, that'll explain that perfectly. And then on the flip side, I also think that there is this, you know, we talk that liberal elite college woke culture. Nobody cares about. Nobody's interested in. It's repulsive. And also, it does get you into the territory where it's navel gazy, it's masturbatory, it's just like get it gets yourself. Territory people. where you do start to fucking like also, con- you know, realize that like actually there are some people out there that are fucking they're persuadable and they're not perfect. Like nobody's perfect, but they're complicated and they could be reached to, and you know, and they might actually, you know. You might actually have conversations where, you know, whatever, if you go at them like about comedy routines, they're going to roll their eyes. But they might actually be maybe not the wokest, but they might actually be at the point where like, you know what? It's not cool that Brian Kemp is trying to steal the fucking election from Stacey Abrams by not letting people vote because I kind of believe in democracy. Like you've got to go on those real fucking issues. You know what I mean? Yeah, I and I hope and hopefully I think that's the direction we're going in. Uh, we're, we're we're leaving we're, we're leaving the, you know I need a safe space before you yeah. blow your nose behind and like dude, dude we gotta get <laughs> we gotta get down to the we nitty. Don't have time for that, man. This is we gotta serious. get down. <laughs> no shit, like seriously. We were out talking about safe spaces while they they were they were connecting the courts with the fucking legislative branch. Dude. That, dismantle everything dude literally the guy in georgia has the ability to wipe off whole voters in blocks of voters in places that are more likely to vote for his opponent like this is what we're dealing with people this is let's try to get a little bit more serious about that stuff um if stacy abrams loses it's because he fucking stole it and it's voter suppression and it's apartheid and people should be down there now. Like I know Elizabeth Warren and Oprah and that's great, but and Eric Holder, that's great. But Obama, Biden, anybody that fancies themselves as that or is a leader, in fact, they need to go down there and say, we will be on the streets. You are you are under you're attacking democracy, dude. Yep. Period. <laughs>
on the, to a very quick transition to uh, what was that? How's the energy, Jade? Just keep the same energy. I catch in traffic. <laughs> We're moving on to the great man, the great Megan Kelly. There's never been a greater hack, racist, good for nothing, good for nothing. TV host in the history of MSNBC than Megyn Kelly. Waste of money, a stupid hire, mindless hire. Just complete, like, it just exposes how out of touch all of our overlords are. Like, you just don't, like, Megyn Kelly is supposed to bring you to a more moderate viewer. Like, dog, do you, do you guys not have the tapes of what she was doing over at Fox? So anyway, guys, she gets fired for going on her TV show and saying, come on, blackface isn't that big of a deal. Come on. Come on. You're just putting blackface on. You're just, you know, mimicking some of the most racist forms of entertainment in the history of the freaking planet. That's all you're doing. You're not. Come on, black people, get over it. And they fired her ass. So, you know, I just thought it would be cool for us and we have to do this all the time around Halloween to just remind people why, you know, don't don't dress up in yellow face, right? Don't do stupid shit with your eyes in pictures. Don't dress up in blackface. Um, like, don't be a like you can push the line. I'm somebody who's in a Bruce Jenner costume on Saturday. I was gonna say, I, I, I saw that. But but, it, but Mike, but Mike, like again, like if somebody wanted to call my phone, I'd be like, "Yo, there's actual footage of this person winning Olympic gold medals, right, 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 standing on the podium, and as a matter of fact, being on Wheaties boxes. This isn't somebody that we made fun of. This was a guy that everybody loved and respected, right? <laughs> like, Absolutely. there's nothing to even like. There's no even two ways of. There's no two ways about Bruce Jenner. You know, and shouts to Caitlyn Jenner for finding her truth and being who she wants to be. But the memory of that person still lives on. Like, we got the footage, archival footage of this great athlete. But, you know, this is so totally erasing her identity. Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> You're stupid. Uh, yeah, man. Well, I'm, but no, 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 no. Hold on. But before, but yeah. just before that, because maybe there's a chance that there are white Americans who listen to woke bros, or not even just white Americans, because maybe some of Rob's Puerto Rican homies don't know why or how it could Excuse be messed me? up. Uh, what is? I got, got you, Rob. I got you. I got yeah, you. Rob, hold on, Rob, hold on, Rob. Hold on, Rob. I, let, I me to be, let, let me finish I my thought. Be, I'm catching uh, strays out Obama here. Obama for the for the holidays. <laughs> I want, Let me finish my I want thought, to Rob. be uh, uh, like uh, Davis Jr. He's very good. I want to be him for the holidays. <laughs> you know, there might be some white Americans out there who love woke bros who never actually did the history of blackface. The history of, you know, minstrel shows. The history of Sambo and all of that. Like, have never done the um, Amos and Andy. Like, they've never done the history on this. I would encourage you to go out and find it. And, of course, you know, you didn't learn this shit in school in your history book. So you don't know why it's stupid. And God knows your white-ass parents ain't going to teach you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't they, my parents. 
they ain't gonna tell you about the problematic portions of because whatever that's another show for another day but again i would encourage let's you guys to a grow- show called wise attacks white parents let's do that <laughs> a special episode of woke bros <laughs> but you know i would just encourage folks to just get an understanding of what blackface was how insidious that entire enterprise was and why it's messed up to do that don't dress up as a native american fam you understand? Like, don't do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, don't do that. There's just better ways to be creative and funny and have fun. I hate to be on my soapbox, but, you know, I just felt like it was something that needed to be said. And, oh, what I would and what I would encourage you guys, sorry, Mike, to I'll nope. shut that up, I promise, right after this. I would encourage you guys to go on uh, Pablo Torre or Bomani Jones's Twitter right now. They... Pablo happens to be a Filipino-American. Bomani is a black American. They came dressed as the characters in Rush Hour, Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan, but in reverse. Nobody used blackface. (laughs) You know, nobody got offensive, but they understood why that dynamic would be funny to reverse, right? And so, you know, there's ways to attack this without being offensive. I feel like people can take a lesson from us. And that lesson would be. It is a very simple lesson. I, right now, am playing an Asian person. And I, right now, am playing Chris Tucker. But what did we not do? We did not change our skin There color, you go. Our makeup people did a fantastic job, there you go. Jones. Avoiding all of the pitfalls. Basically, forget about avoiding the pitfalls. Just PSA for you idiots out there. You ain't got to change the skin color to make the costume work. Do you understand, America, the words that are coming out of his mouth? Also, shout out to Brenda, our black and Asian makeup lady who made sure we didn't do nothing racist. (laughs) Sorry, go ahead, Mike. No, no, no. I think that's perfect. I also, well, I mean, also, it was helpful because... It gave me time to wash uh, the ink off of my face, so thank you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be Farrakhan tonight, but uh, uh. but no. But I think I think what it is to me, like in some ways, like this comment by Megyn Kelly w- was j- was you know it's trash and stupid and bigoted because she's trash, stupid, and bigoted. But in some ways, it's like it's like Al Capone getting caught for tax evasion, like. To me, it's also like a lesson in like because because there is like I think overall, like I've gotten much further away, like from this sort of like, oh, well, people should just be fired. Right. Like I kind of have an allergy to that. But to me, this is also a really good like people are so literal about shit. And And I'll explain what I mean. Like if some other host right on NBC who had never had Megyn Kelly's history, said that. I don't think they should be fired. What? I wouldn't want them to be fired. We would make fun of them. We'd dunk on them. And hopefully it would be an opportunity for the type of programming you were talking about. It could be used as a teachable moment on the history of these things. But that, yeah, in my mind, I don't think they should be fired either. The thing with Megyn Kelly is that her whole career is (laughs) built on racism and conspiracy theories. Like, literally, I mean, she's doing fake, the, the new Black Panthers won't let white people vote story. She, I mean, <laughs> this woman was the presentable and definitely relative to Fox. It's, I mean, she really did. I mean, she had more broadcasting talent, although it's interesting because, like, on Fox she did. 
in mainstream news, not so much. On MSNBC, she's she's the back of the pack. Yeah, on NBC, she's the back of the pack. It's a different thing. But like, but I liked what you pointed out in the beginning, though, because the the indictment here is is NBC just seeing like, oh well, because Megyn Kelly made a savvy move, she kind of went with like, I'm a boss girl feminist, which was savvy branding. And then everybody, including, you know, Hillary Clinton praised her, was ready to flip on a dime and ignore, like, as I say, it isn't even just like this or that comment. It's a career that is built on an explicitly racist and definitely also sexist, but in her case, her brand was racism network. And she did, I mean, when she first got hired, different media groups put together montages and segments of conspiracy theories, stereotyping, comments like this. She's the one who had the meltdown about don't tell your kids Santa isn't white. So when we go back to the culture, the 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 just utterly depreciated cultural intelligence of NBC that just went to, oh, well, you know, she's perky. She, you know, Vanity Fair did a good profile of her. And then they simultaneously insult, you know, obviously the black viewing audience, but also frankly, anybody that would care or have any basic decency. But then on the flip, yeah, they actually make the miscalculation that like even people who might not be that clued in one way or another, some of them might not be cool with that. Like, you know what I mean? They might actually be cool with racist bullshit on their prime time. Maybe they are. Probably a lot of them are, but some of them aren't. Yeah, I mean, it's it's good. It's good to see. I'm I'm happy she's off the air. And again, and this is and 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 here's the thing. It's like fired because it was her. She has a. That's her whole career. Fuck her. Could you imagine Fox News giving Rachel Maddow a show? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to think of like, or like, or like the black lady, uh, Tamron, um, what's her name or another, or like any, like, Did they fire all on NBC? Of course, of course. I'm just saying, I'm trying to imagine Fox News just being like, Yo, man, we want to moderate the message. Let's go get the, one of the stars of MSNBC and let them do what they do on our airwaves. Like, how? How? And how? this is the quote-unquote liberal MSNBC. It's crazy, man. Nah, because they don't... That's But that's another, like, funny thing about... Because it's on one hand, there's like, I think, problems like with the liberal mentality where it's like too perfectionistic and uptight or whatever. But then on the other hand, it's like liberals, to their credit, you know, they want to hear other people's perspectives. But on the other hand, like, you know, part of the reason these people win is they don't waste their time with that bullshit. Like if you're on Fox, you know, I mean, they used to have that guy fucking Alan Combs on Fox. I mean, that was just like a walking <laughs> Yo, Alan Combs on Fox was hilarious. Like a guy who's like an owl that Sean Hannity will bully. <laughs> <laughs> literally an actual human form of a punching bag. Like literally. Like except a punching bag has more half. <laughs> 
Like a punching bag actually has weight so you can get new attraction on it and it hurts your knuckles. Before we go, guys, I just want to say a couple of things. You know, I can't believe it, but the freaking midterm elections are right around the corner. I know. And, you know, it's been really encouraging. Pretty much everywhere you turn around, people are like, yo, get out, register to vote. Uh, Like, you know, directing people to websites, like different information and like really, really, really been about trying to get out this vote because when we get out, we win. It's just, a, you know, when turnout like the, is high. I like the uh, fake link people has been doing on Twitter, like Essence did it. Yes, I got caught with two of those. One of them might have, might or may not have been Rihanna news. <laughs> what was it? fake link? Like, oh, one of them. It was Essence. One of Remember them they was did like Kim and Kanye divorce or whatever, and it was just a link to Kim and Kanye vote. divorce. Well, I saw, coming. I saw one with somebody who's like, "Yo, Forty finally responded to Pusha T. You won't believe what he said." <laughs> and I clicked it. <laughs> you know, well, so I people think I think Forty needs to worry more about what he did to his friend than Pusha T. <laughs> oh, that's that's another tale for another day. The Owlboy discussions. Yeah, because that's a little fucked up. That's a little fucked up. So, yeah, man. Go out and vote. Go out and vote. Anything. And if you have, in some places, I just want to say, like in Suffolk County in Massachusetts, I know, and I think in Minnesota, there's races between Democrats for DA, uh, district attorney. Find out about those local races, because a lot of times you will have a choice now between a left Democrat who wants to get rid of cash bail, who wants to reduce sentencing and actually deal with criminal justice reform, like the great Larry Krasner in Philadelphia, who's doing really good work, uh, versus you know people who might be Democrats, but they're locking people up and doing the drug war and all the rest. So that's another huge thing. But on the federal level, even if they're fucking old, mediocre as hell, Bill Nelson in Florida, vote for that fucker. <laughs> beat Republicans, period. Once again, make sure you go to cottonbureau.com to get your count to dings merch. Uh, also, we had Ryan Rosillo on the basketball buds yesterday. He was phenomenal, gave us a whole gang of shit. He was just amazing content wise. Shouts to Ryan Rosillo once again for coming on. The Daily Ding, that's every day. We're recapping the night in the NBA just to keep you guys. Um, informed on in the morning, a really quick 20-minute podcast where you get everything you need to know about the night that was the NBA the night before. Nerdish She Wrote, of course, coming up later this week. And Friday, the mailbag is always the Michael Brooks Show. Yo. Make- Go ahead, Michael. <laughs> oh, no, I, wanted, I thought you wanted to praise it, Waz. I didn't want to. Oh, I didn't no. Want to I mean, that. what else did it say? They, li- they just listen to the woke bros. They know what you got to offer, man. And there's much, much more. Michael's doing his impressions. He's having some of the smartest people out there um, in all walks of life. And that goes from academia, uh, politicos, all kinds of people, people who know what the hell they're talking about. He gets amazing guests all the time, man. And, you know, what he can. I- Offer on the patron level is even crazier. It's crazier. There's illicit histories. There's a post game where people call. There's and I am. There's video clips. There's a lot going on. Patreon.com/slash/tmbs. We'll talk about it more later. 
definitely consider becoming a patron. You can also subscribe on iTunes, Michael Brooks Show on iTunes. And we're going to start ramping up a lot more our YouTube channel, and you get a sense of it through clips. Subscribe to Michael Brooks Show on YouTube. Now we're approaching our first 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. So we're going to start Ooh, that's lit. energy into that. And, uh, and definitely check out the live show. I'm going to start tweeting about it on Friday for the public at underscore Michael Brooks on Twitter. That show is going to be so good at the Bell House on February 1st. And I hope, I hope Waz is there. Yes, sir. Also, of course, patreon.com backslash counter dings. Like all the support matters, man. I know a lot of people always ask us, how do we support? Of course, support our sponsors, support, you know, our episodes by trying to spread the word about the show. But of course, Patreon is like a big, 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 big part of what we're able to do. So if you can afford a Starbucks latte a month, I think you should try to look into getting a patreon.com subscription, y'all. That's it. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Jade. Hopefully we brought that kundalini energy. I did my yoga and my gym today, too. So. All right, y'all. All right. Much love.